politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? What? What? We are back for another episode of the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks for joining, and thanks for everything that you guys have done so far. You've been sharing the podcast out there. You've been telling your friends about it. This week, we passed 200 downloads, by the way, and I am uh, so humbled about that and so thankful for you guys. Keep up the good work, and I promise I'll try to do my best to keep uh, keep these things going. This is a little passion project for me that started up. It's something I'd want to do for a while, and uh, I wanted to put something together that addressed current events, but at the same time, wasn't so just depressing and angry. I wanted something that was more uh, uplifting and, and, that, and that sort of thing. And you guys have responded, and I appreciate that so much. Coming up later in the podcast... We're going to talk to my friend Lori Stroud. Now, Lori, is, uh, it, she's got a cool little magazine, uh, It's and you can get it basically uh, in different cities, too. Uh, I know her from Birmingham Christian Family Magazine, but now they're, they're, they're all over the southeast, and they're growing. She's going to come up. She's got a pretty cool story. She's going to come on and talk about that in just a little bit, so, so stick around for that. In the meantime, though, you know, there's a lot going on that we can be talking about. We could talk about, you know, mask mandates. We could talk about, um, you know, you know, some of the stuff that Biden's done in the last week that are kind of, you know, make you raise an eyebrow. But I, I think right now, I think we need, I want to start off with probably one of the thing, one of the things that actually speaks to my childhood more than anything. And it's the uh, the Hasbro Mr. Potato Head story. Now, now there, this has been one that started right after last week's podcast. About seven or eight days ago, it kicked off. Um, that Hasbro announced that Mr. Potato Head was going gender neutral. And everyone lost their minds. Um, and the thing is, it's not that, you know, that the Mr. Potato Head actually had any sort of <laughs> defining things. I, I, and, you know, he had a, a mustache you could put on and take off. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, there was any like medical anything there. So what was the deal? Just however you want to dress him up, I guess. But the box said Mr. And there was also a Mrs. Potato Head and a baby Potato Head. So they they put this out there. We're going to go gender neutral and everyone loses their minds over it because they're thinking, oh, this is another, you know, left-leaning thing, another inclusive thing that we're being forced to do. And an interesting thing happened that I noticed. It wasn't that anyone argued whether or not they should or shouldn't do this. Everyone, including the left, was asking, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? This is this is not a fight you have to have. It's not an argument you have to chime in on. It's you know, this is an established and heritage brand. Let it be that way. I mean, no one's. I mean, Planters isn't going to mess around with Mr. Peanut. <laughs> it's Mr. Peanut. So, I mean, I think what happened was though that 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 Hasbro thought they were going to be brought up as innovators and leaders, and it just didn't happen. Even the left was like, "Why? This is stupid. What? <laughs> you want to, you know, create, come up with some some new things? Yeah, go for it. You know, do what you want to do." But this is an established brand, and it's an argument that no one's looking to find out what Hasbro thinks on on, on these sort of issues. No one cares. It's the same reason. I mean, we don't go to Hasbro for that. 
It's the same reason that, you know, back, you know, years ago when the Dixie Chicks all spoke out against all that and, you know, country music booted them off the air and all that. They, they spoke out against uh, George W. I didn't care because I don't go to the Dixie Chicks for that. I don't go to, you know, Dixie Chicks for politics. I go for, hey, that rhymed. Uh, <laughs> I go to politicians for, politi- for politics and, th- and that sort of thing. I don't care what George W. Bush's favorite guitar chord is. Same principle. I don't care... You know what Obama thinks about about uh, polka music. Don't go to him for that. Couldn't care less. But I don't go to Hasbro for you know for progressive toy ideas either. If you want to create something new, that's fine. You know, I mean, every kid needs a toy that they can kind of relate to. If you're, if that's you know the world what the world around you looks like, then yeah, fine, whatever. Um, but Hasbro didn't get that. Hasbro did not get brought up as the champions they thought they were going to be. They got brought up but with a bunch of people saying, why, this is stupid. So they backpedaled. And now they're saying, no, 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 no. You guys misunderstood. It's not that we're taking away Mr. Potato Head. It's that we're marketing a whole family with like an aunt and an uncle now. And so to keep things straight, we're just doing the Potato Head line. So like the Potato Head family, I guess. Which makes sense if that's what had come out first. Had that not been different from what they led with. They led with gender neutral. They led with what they thought was going to get them to become the media darlings that they wanted to be. It didn't happen because it was ridiculous. And so from there, they backpedaled and, oh, okay, so let, we're, we're, way, we're, not, we're nowhere near as controversial as we were, we were thinking we were going to be. So um, it was just part of a line. You know, it comes a big, you know, two potato head bodies and then, you know, all the accessories. You can make them whatever you want, which honestly, I mean, just quick, quick insight. Kids have been doing that forever. I mean, right now, I mean, I, I, I personally put, you know, potato head ears in potato head nose slots and, you know, mixed them up around because it was funny. You know, when when there's an arm coming out of, of a foothole, it's it's funny for a potato because it's a plastic potato. Yeah, it's it doesn't have to be anatomically anything. It's a potato. So. Yeah, that that's. I, they're backpedaling now because they want it, want everybody to feel like, oh no no no, we didn't really say that, but they totally said that. That was what well, that was the line that that came out. That's the, what they wanted, and everyone jumped on it, and they got nothing in the level of support they thought they were going to get. And I just, I, I I'm kind of, you know, part of me is like, why am I, why are we why is everyone spending so much time talking about this? But the other side of it is, we finally found a line. We finally found a wall that we're not willing to pass. And I'm excited for that. We have a boundary. <laughs> that makes me happy. Okay, guys, we can work with this and let's let's move back toward yeah. <laughs> let's everybody come back closer to sanity. <laughs> so there you go. We finally have a boundary. <laughs> Now, now, speaking of things that we should or should not do, I'm a few. I've mentioned this before. I'm a huge mac and cheese guy. Uh, I will contend, and I'll I will get uh, backed up by most meat and threes uh, restaurants that mac and cheese is a um, is a vegetable. 
if you go to a meat and three, you know, meat and three vegetables, mac and cheese is considered a vegetable. So mac and cheese, um, for the long time, the bar has been blue box, the good stuff, the craft blue box mac and cheese, uh, which by the way, craft, if you want to sponsor the podcast, you know, just send an email. Um, because I will absolutely do the research to make sure I give you a good ad. Um, Act two, you know, the popcorn people, they've started making a mac and cheese flavored. Is it a mac and cheese? Yeah, mac and cheese popcorn. It's 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 coming, they say. It's on its way. Cheese flavored microwavable popcorn. I think this is fantastic. And, and, and the boxes look a lot like the craft ones, so they're I guess they're trying to play off that, but. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I mean, for the longest time, people wanted to buy just the the pop, just the uh, the mac and cheese dust that you use to make the uh, to make the, the the cheese sauce. And I think you for a while you could get it on Amazon somewhere, but people were using it on popcorn. If you went to the movie theater, you know, remember back when we could go to movie theaters? If you went to the movie theater, you could sometimes get the mac and the mac and cheese dust to go on top of your movie theater popcorn, and it was delicious. So the fact that we're able to get this at home, it's one, I wonder how thick it's going to be, because when you have to make it so that it, you know, becomes the microwavable stuff, sometimes that messes with the consistency. It's not never as as saucy as you want it to be. But uh, the other side is, I wonder how just how potent it's going to be. You know, a lot of times those artificial flavors they get they're too overpowering. So yeah, I just wonder how that's going to end up going. But but yeah, in the meantime, I like where your head's at. Act two. Good stuff. I'm happy with with how you're progressing along. Your uh, your uh, conversion to the dark side is almost complete. There you go. <laughs> one thing I have seen this week, with an awkward transition. One thing I have seen this week is I've seen a lot more of my friends, um, either pull completely away from social media or really just be very pointed with how their social media presence looks. Have you noticed that? A lot of people are actually taking um, steps to kind of make it so that their their social media feed is more of a um, of a positive experience. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more affirmation based stuff. Um, maybe it's because I've I've used uh, over on Facebook. I've used that ignore function a few times this week. <laughs> Some of my more uh, outlandish folks, I've kind of you know what I'm I know exactly what you think. You don't have to tell me I'm out. Um, but a lot of people have really just started pulling away from the uh, the angrier stuff and really started sharing some like stories of hope. And I love seeing that. And as Christians, we're kind of called to do stuff like that, aren't we? We're kind of called, you know, you know, we need to try to, you know, cheat. we try to we try to live like Jesus, you know, and there was forgiveness, humility, that sort of thing. And uh, there's an article over on relevantmagazine.com about that, about how Christians can make their social media feeds a healthier place. And uh, Neil Samridi uh, actually wrote this thing. He said, number one, strive for connection, not attention. That's why in any social media guru will tell you that. Don't I mean don't worry about the the followers, uh, the follower count. Don't worry so much about how many likes your stuff gets. Put out things that are gonna invo- you know increase interaction. And interact with people. It is a social media thing. So that doesn't mean, that mean you can't share your work online. It just means that you shouldn't use likes and comments as validation for yourself. Number two, be transparent, but not too transparent. Jesus revealed personal information to, information to his disciples, but not to everyone. That means we should strive to be transparent with those who love us and gather around us in real life. 
And social media, it makes that a kind of a wider net. So the entire world doesn't need to know about everything. Be transparent, but mostly with your close friends in real life. Number three, ask yourself, could I say the same thing in front of someone? And that's a big thing. When people are anonymous or people are behind a computer screen, they get really gutsy. So think, is this something I could say to them face-to-face? Because if not, then you don't need to type it on their on their status or on their wall and just assume it's out there and it's going to be gone. Number five, learn to listen better. When people see a status they disagree with, they're quick to state their own opinions in comments, but that disables us from listening. In real life, we have to wait our turn to speak, but with comments, we simply have to scroll down. You can just jump out there. You don't have to actually have an actual conversation. You see one point, and then you can jump all over it without having to actually hear the rest of the conversation. Uh, Next, avoid stirring the pot with articles that you share. A lot of Christians like to stir the pot with articles they share on hot-button issues, whether, you know, it's politics these days or you know, abortion or you know these these hot button things. Um, the author here is, is is urging you to monitor how many articles you share that simply agree with your ideology. Basically, don't let your tweet your your Twitter feed or your Facebook wall become an echo chamber. You don't need to stir the pot to show people Christ. You just need to live and love like Him. Uh, number seven. Obviously, no racist comments. Number eight, avoid being mean to bloggers. Social media is not an outlet where you can be mean to others because you don't agree with them. If you don't like someone's art or their blog or what they've said, we should be constructively sharpening them to think better. We shouldn't be tearing them down. It's kind of a personal thing when you post something out there that you've written, that you've designed. And sometimes, you know, just tearing down a person's soul every time you choose to condemn their work it doesn't help anything. It it you know, actually makes them more knee-jerk away from where you want to be. I'll show them. Ha-ha. So yeah, be a supporter and support. Even if you disagree, support them in different ways. Because they're actually trying to share something out there. They're putting something out there to enrich some lives. So keep that in mind. Because, you know, pick up the love and character of Jesus Christ to shape our words. Don't just go after whatever we want to do online. In the end... That's what's going to make a difference. So there you go. Speaking of make a difference, stick around because we've got Lori Stroud up next. That's right. Lori Stroud with Birmingham Christian Family Magazine and Christian Family Publications. She's going to be here to talk about her story of uh, changing her life, how she kind of had to to follow God's uh, path and God's timing in doing some some scary stuff. But now she's uh, actually making a difference in the world around her. And uh, it's a pretty cool story. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around for more. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times. Especially when you're like me, you got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats, and uh, you know your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them in our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity, there's fresh and floral, there's herbal and earthy candles, there's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink, because guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're gonna find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon-soaked raisin ones in my house, and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty 
partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you, that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. <laughs> and That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways you can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to that cc.com to reserve your free tickets and here's the cool thing here's the well the extra cool thing is that i am back as a speaker for the second year in a row i'm so excited to be back i'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than i am these are folks like ben stapley uh, folks like matt brown uh jessica beeler uh jenny catrone these are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets, thatcc.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back, and as promised, I'm sitting here with someone who uh, who has has experienced life's ups and downs, lefts and rights, and all that. It's my good friend Lori Stroud. Uh, Lori, thank you for being here with me today. Great to be with you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Now, Lori, you have got, you've had such an interesting life. <laughs> I mean, you you, well, you, you. you did TV. You did TV. You did. Uh, you've done a bunch of cool stuff, and then just all of a sudden. Your your uh, your career just kind of took a weird a weird uh, zig or zag, and now you are as 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 I called you yesterday when you asked me what what I want to talk about. You are a, a, a Christian media mogul. <laughs> right, right. I like that. Thank you. Can you be my PR person, please? Oh uh, yeah. So, anyway. but yeah, yeah, but yeah, Laura, you you head up the uh, Christian Family Publications. And anybody that has seen a Birmingham Christian Family magazine or one of the other markets that you're in, that's your baby, right? Well, it, it's it's God's baby, you know, it, it really yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you said well, I took this sudden turn, but honestly, you know, Mark, it is so hard to believe, but it's been over 20 years wow. that um, that we started Birmingham Christian Family. So as you mentioned, it's a it's a publication that's within the, the market community. Um, it is a it's a free publication. That was part of our mission from the beginning, that there wouldn't be any barrier as far as people be able to pick it up and, and read it. And the goal is is to share, you know, the good news of, of Jesus Christ with our community and and at the same time uh, be able to, to support local businesses in our community as well. Um, and from that, um, we did grow into some other markets. As you mentioned, um, we're in Nashville. It's Nashville Christian Family and then also in Aniston Gadsden, which is Aniston Gadsden Christian Family. Um, when people talk about though, they'll ask me, you know, as far as the start of the magazine, I started thinking about the the time frame that led up to it and then preparing, you know, to to publish that first magazine. And when I looked back, it, it really was a nine month process. It was like a birth. And um and I laugh <laughs> at that because um 
the magazine start came after um, God um, blessed me with with three sons almost at the same time. Um, I had wanted to be um, and prayed um, to God as far as to be blessed and be able to be a mom. And and many years passed, um, many years. And but then um, he blessed uh, me with Benton. And then 13 months later, uh, twins, Jonathan and Trey, just um, a real, real God miracle. But at that point in my life, I was really thinking about, um, first of all, you know, this gift that I've been given as far mm-hmm. as to be able to to have that time with my children. But, you know, also in what other ways could I serve God? And as you mentioned, I, I was in television. I, I started out as a reporter and I was health reporter and early morning um, news anchor. So I was in the field of telling stories, mm-hmm. um, certainly already then, but um, in the platform of um, television and then went into um, healthcare marketing, actually. Um, and while I was there, um, was asked to start a publication, to start a magazine related to healthcare outcomes. And I had never done anything like that, but I was, um, <laughs> I was young and I was, uh, you know, why not? So I, um, I learned the process of, of the editorial side of putting a publication together and I loved it. Um, and I was also blessed with the fact that I was able to tell the stories of individuals whose physical health outcomes, um, were improved thanks to, um, medical, options um that we that we now have but when i was um after the boys were born i i really started to assess my time and and wanting to be at home with them and um still wanting to be able to as i said i i love to tell stories and um my faith was also a very important part of my life and i had also always wanted you know the the had the desire to have my faith and career more intricately tied together. And you and I have talked about this. I mean, any, God gives us um, whatever I feel like, you know, whatever work family um, placement that he puts us in is, um, is the mission field that we're given. So there's, there's so many ways we can, we can um, live for him through that. But for me, um, I I felt like he had gifted me with writing and um, the idea of being able to tell people's faith stories was really a passion that I had. And um, looking at our community, I, I um, didn't see anything really like that that went yeah. across denominational lines, you know, in terms of the church body, our community, um, knowing what each other was doing and, and maybe it, the unity that we could have um, within our community to work together towards, you know, again, spreading the the good news and, and helping those in need in our community. So really from that, um, the publication was birthed and um, – you know, was able to do that from home um, pretty much um, and still be able to be with my kids and have a, you know, sometimes I, I definitely uh, burn the midnight oil, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't we all? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but, you know, um, I had that option because I could write, you know, late at night um, as opposed to during the day so that I could be with the boys, especially when they were little. So that's where it all started. And, you know, back then, um, talking about media platforms, I mean, you know, we were only print because this was 20 years ago and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. there was no digital side to it. Um, so we, we moved into that, um, over time and, um, that has been something really exciting because it just really opened the door to be able to, to share those good news stories, you know, with people in yet another way. Um, and, and of course with what we've all faced this last year. With COVID, that was even um, 
a more tremendous <laughs> blessing, you know, that people could yeah. continue to access Birmingham Christian Family um, online and be able to get those stories. Um, and, and our readers could continue to share those stories with friends to give them encouragement. And um, so that, that's been, I think we appreciated it even more, you know, because of, yeah. of the difficulties we, we faced this last year. Yeah, I think one thing about about the magazine is that there's there's a little something for everybody, and it sounds kind of trite to say that, but there really is. I mean, if there's there's if you're having trouble with finances, there's financial stuff. If you're having trouble figuring out what to do with your kids to keep them from destroying the house because they're bored, uh-huh. there's stuff in there for that. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's it's a, such a good resource for for a, for a parent or for a, or for even you know somebody who's older or something like that. But everything in there is based around. Uh, around uh, you know, praising our God, and it's mm-hmm. so it's so it's so refreshing right now to hear to have something oh. like that out there. Because you're right, there isn't much out there that that has that overt push there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know. Um, I think you know more than ever. Uh, we all need um, need to hear good news. You know, read mm-hmm. good news. Yeah. And um, so I, I feel like it really has been um, a calling placed on our team. You know to to do that. And, and, you know, we're very blessed too, that we have, um, you know, advertisers that, that support us to allow us to do it, um, and continue to do it. And readers that, um, thank those advertisers, you know, that that's all a part of that, that partnership. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a (laughs) joyful journey, you know, to be able to, and and we all, you know, I I think whatever we do, we can get in a, in a slump where we, we may feel down, but, um, what, what brings me, um, and continues to bring me joy is to be able to, to, like I said, share those stories of how God has just worked, you know, miracles in people's lives. And, and like you said, too, to be a resource when it comes to, um, you know, parent needs, um, family needs, those kind of things, uh, to be able to, to share experts in our community that, um, can give mm-hmm. good, um, tips that are they're based on biblical principles absolutely you know? absolutely and it when we're surrounded so much by bad things and yeah. not even necessarily even bad news but it's like when we're surrounded by when we're, you know, we're where, whichever way you turn you're being hit in the face with somebody's slant or somebody's you know bias in this way or that way mm-hmm. i mean from from, you know, from all over the political dial and everybody's yeah everybody's sniping at each other and everything it's good to have something that you know is going to be actually uplifting so you can go to you know you know the website or you know pick up the right. copy that you got at, the, at at the Publix the other day or whatever and actually and sp- just spend a few moments in peace you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there you go yes 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 so, but um so not bad for a little project you started up with a, with three yeah. kids three small kids well, at home huh <laughs> well you know um that that I go back to the story of the start of it, and and I I did think in that first year, and it, there were some pretty good ones, times when it's for several years as far as like you know how are we going to get this this out this month, mm-hmm. is that the timing was all God's timing because I, I did think sure. back I thought you know God why why now not why <laughs> especially after I learned what it was what, what how all consuming um, being a parent is is mm-hmm. that all that time I had <laughs> pre sure yeah uh, you know that I could have devoted to it but that but I, that was all in God's timing because um, I could never say that it was something I did it it. It came together every month, and it still does, um, you know, by His power. And um, so, well, God had to get uh, God had to get you ready. 
and you know season you enough you weren't done cooking yet so and and i've seen that with so many other things in life where things would have been easier back then if this had happened back then Mm -hmm. but now got the experience mm-hmm. i've got the you know i'm not perspective you know, right? exactly yeah i mean it had to, I mean, something like this probably had to wait until you had you know a couple a few kids at home to where you mm-hmm. could relate mm-hmm. a little better and that sort of thing and i say that as somebody who was on the radio for a number of years as you know uh, you know somebody who did not have any children and right. your perspective completely changes when you have kids <laughs> so yeah, yeah you, i mean you had just you know you had to get there to relate better Right, so, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yes. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. I know that I know that you're busy. You're all over the place. Um, I got an errant text from you earlier that you had an eye doctor appointment <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all over the place is right. So you really are all over the place. <laughs> but uh, but you do some amazing work. To, and uh, tell us one more time where we can get a, our copy of uh, of the magazine. Right, right. So you can read it digitally at birminghamchristian.com. That's just birminghamchristian.com. It's it's right there. Um, you'll see the cover story uh, right there on the homepage and the issues tab. Well, um, you can scroll through and, and see, you know, uh, not only our current issue, but past issues. And then we're available around town. Like you mentioned, Publix. We're also in Piggly Wiggly's. We're in um, Whole Foods. Um, several of the with Dixie stores. We will be. Um, we're Getting back into Chick-fil-A as they open up their dining. Um, yeah, they have yeah. been a partner with us for a very long time, and uh, we're very thankful for them. Um, so, But when you're out grocery shopping, look for us for sure. And then, like I said, anytime on the web at BirminghamChristian.com. And I'm not gonna be uh, I'm not gonna be too specific, but I'm just saying that if you're listening to the podcast, you might know one of the uh, folks that has an article in this month's issue. Yes, yes, and it is a good one. So you need to check it out. There you go. There, it's me. Spoiler alert! Right. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Uh, yes, sir. So, okay. Well, you have a you have a fantastic day, Lori, and um, we'll we'll put a link to uh, where people can uh, to the digital uh, version uh, in the show awesome. notes here for the podcast as well. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. Take care. Good stuff. Great stuff from Lori Stroud. Thank you so much. That does it for me. I'm out of here. My name is Mark Harvard. Don't forget to follow and leave comments wherever you you listen to this podcast. Over on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Edify. Uh, Those different platforms have different ways to support, you know, with comments or or likes or reviews or whatever. Just if you could, yeah, yeah, help us out with that. That'd be fantastic. And don't forget to share the podcast wherever you want on your social media. That helps us as well. And don't forget that we have a phone number. If you want to be a part of the show, all you got to do is, is give us a call, leave us a voicemail, what you think about any of the things that we've talked about, 251-616-2058, 251-616-2058. It's over, over on our social media as well, so go check it out there. Have a fantastic week, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.